Welcome to Dig Deeper with Denny and Jade. Today is our first podcast, um, so thank you for downloading and prepare, and prepare for a few bumps along the way, such as that one. Um, if you are listening, thank you, Mum. I'm sure you're the only one, but thank you very much. As for who we are, my name's Denny. I've been a small business owner for 15 years, operating in Australia and New Zealand. And my lovely wife over here is the smart one, JD. Definitely not, not the <laughs> smart one. Um, I am Jamaican-born, and I came to Australia a few years ago to do my master's in biostatistics. And I was lucky enough at the end of that journey to fall in love with Denny, <laughs> and we got married, and now we're on this journey of podcasting together. We really want to you know, take this opportunity after being locked down to establish a platform uh, to share stories, you know, uh, with everyone, basically, mm-hmm. our family and friends. Yeah. We, <laughs> mostly, we, we but... feel like we have a pretty eclectic circle of family and friends, especially Jade coming from a Jamaican background and Jamaica, me just being ethnic and Greek. You know what that's like if, if you're listening <laughs> to this, it's a big, it's a big circle. And more importantly, we wanted to share some of our friends and family stories. You know, some of those people are, are super intelligent and have really great things and passion to share. And I, I want to help give them a platform. And hopefully, if they're speaking to you, maybe it's a platform of one or five or ten, but it's more than what they'll get access to. And we yeah. want to share that. And also just areas that like we are interested in, Denny and I are really interested in, you know, mm-hmm. property, technology. Yeah. Human resources, human resources, what that's going to look like in the future. And obviously the current environment of having the coronavirus going on is, is a lot of questions are being asked about a lot of different industries. So this is the perfect opportunity we thought to establish that platform. So thank you for listening. Enjoy episode one. Um, It is a little bit rough, but uh, get to the first two to three minutes and you'll love it. Have a great day. The, I, the idea and description of today's podcast was surviving marriage during coronavirus, <laughs> but more so in a one-bedroom apartment. So I think today we're just going to share, I guess, how Jade and I have been coping with that. And there's probably many similarities to how other people cope and, and deal with the situations as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Jade, how's married life for you uh, in <laughs> coronavirus times? Well, look, I think we're both really lucky compared... Um, to everyone else I mean you know we hear stories every day on TV and just you know from our friends and, and family members as well um, Denny and I are both really lucky that we still actually have a bit of flexibility and that we're not locked down 24-7 I think that's been really good to help like break up you know not being around each other 24-7 but in terms of tips I would definitely say being patient start a podcast start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> well look at anything that can Get sort creative. of bring you together yeah is a good thing but particularly a podcast format for a husband and wife you might think oh geez but i feel having a, a good dialogue with your, your spouse and, and significant mm. other is actually pretty important mm-hmm. um so yeah but you've always also been like a really good communicator as well. I feel like... Wow. Yeah. There's so many people that would disagree with that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. I think you're a great communicator. Oh, thank you. Well, in that's our relationship, why... for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I guess you have other types of uh, relationships with, with people as well, but definitely within our marriage, Demi is 
definitely the communicator. Really? The better communicator wow. out, of, out of both of us. Super surprising. Really? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, you definitely are. Um, so I think that helps as well. Like, I think both people have to enjoy communicating mm-hmm. in order to have a conversation or do a podcast together. Well, particularly to be married, right? Like, you're not going to get married to someone <laughs> unless you enjoy, enjoy talking to them and enjoying their company. Great point. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm very fortunate. I'm sure we've both had some relationships in the past, but I feel very fortunate to the fact that I actually enjoy my wife's company and I definitely feel like I've got a, a best friend with me. Mm. So, we are best friends, aren't we? I would say so. Yeah. There's not much, much that I w- wouldn't want to do with you. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, do you mean without me? No, there's there's not many things that, yeah, that one, <laughs> that I would do without you. Just you just said... <laughs> There's not many things that I would want to do with you. I was like, No, what? without you. Oh, okay. of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what are some tips that you, that you would say? What has your experience been like being um, in... Well, in Australia, we're not really in No, lockdown. we're in stage three. New Zealand's yeah. at stage four, so we're quite fortunate. Yeah. But that aside, what mm-hmm. would you say? Because we have been quite... Um, we, we have taken a lot of the rules on board yeah. ourselves and not going out unless we absolutely have mm-hmm. to, which is for work and for groceries and stuff like that. So what would you say? What are your tips? I, I, being flexible, mm-hmm. um, but more importantly, trying to be the other person sometimes. Like for me, before I put on a TV show most times, I actually think, what, what's Jade feeling today? What's her mood? Will she want to watch my dumb shows, The League, or whatever it is that I might put on? So that's one aspect. I, I do think about um, how you're feeling throughout the day quite a lot, particularly being in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm. Um, the second thing was we kind of cheated. Uh, we we said, broke the rules. We broke we? our own rules, right? We said we wouldn't have a TV in our bedroom, and we succumbed to that. Yes. We now have a TV in our bedroom, which is really cool. It swings uh, off the wall and stuff. Yeah, I wasn't um, a fan. In the beginning, I wasn't. Well, about. both of us didn't want the TV. Yeah. But the, the the thought of having having to be in a lockdown, which was a potential realistic situation for us, and being in a one bedroom apartment and not having much other access, we, we thought it was important to actually have that separate space as well. Um. Yeah, I think one of the most important things for us is that as much as we like each other and love each other a lot and love and enjoy spending time with each other. We still do respect and value each other's separate time as well. Yeah, you we know? do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that either of us need a lot of it, but sometimes, you know, if we need a half an hour here or an hour there, we're, we're actually quite good at saying, hey, I just I want to watch this show or yeah. whatever. You know, we did that That's today. That's true. Yeah, Came into did. the room. You watched Kardashians, which... What, <laughs> you know what's really funny about the Kardashians? I used to love the Kardashians. I used to be really into it. But now when, when, when it goes on, yeah. all I hear is... I just, I can't, it just, it hurts my heart now. Except for the first episode of the most recent season. Season 18. I think. For anyone that hasn't seen it, spoiler alert, (laughs) episode one is the shiznik. At the end of the episode, Kim and Courtney Courtney get into beef and Kim actually beats the shit out of Courtney. It is so good. There's like makeup prints on the wall because they smash each other's face into it. It's so good. There's makeup stains on the wall. And Kylie comes in, cleans her house up behind them. It's so good. Chloe, Chloe. Chloe no, no, Kylie. It was Kylie's house, the younger one. One of the Jenners was there. No, that's Kendall. Oh, no, you're right. Kendall. Sorry. Kendall and Chloe. Yeah, yeah. But it was Chloe's house. It was Chloe's house. Chloe's house was wiping it down, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So except for that episode, I can't <laughs> do it anymore. So now when Jade wants to watch it, like, we're quite flexible with each yeah. other. None of us are too restrictive. And I, just I honestly have no idea why I enjoy watching it so much. I think it's one of those um, TV shows where it's just like, I don't have to think. I don't have to, like, I'm just, I'm literally just watching TV. Like, m- most other shows that I watch that I really enjoy, like, watching are, like, I'm either learning about something, like, selling houses Australia, mm-hmm. or, you know, learning about that? property, or, yeah. you know, where I have to think, like, I'm using my brain. Um, but with this, it's just, like, it is garbage, but, you know, like, it's good garbage. Yeah, like, but- it's good and with what you do with work, though, your work is very analytical. So you have to be super fi- focused when you're at work. Yeah. So having that true. is just a good switch so that you don't have to actually focus. You can just, mm. like, be be there. Yeah. Um, but we have gone down a couple of rabbit holes during the coronavirus lockdown. Um, I've gotten stuck into Selling Houses Australia with you. <laughs> Grand Designs. I'm all about architecture now. I can... <laughs> You know, I'm an expert, basically. Yeah. Right. I do love become. anything to do with houses. And mm. I've always, I always have, actually. Instead of doing university, I actually told my mom after high school that I was going to not go to uni and do a six weeks course and become a real estate agent. And I really? Thought, yeah. I don't think you've ever told me that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my plan. My plan was to not go to university Whoa. and do study for Holy three years, getting an undergrad and go and do like a six-week course on how to become a real estate you agent. You would have been so good at anything, but you would have been definitely been good at a real estate agent. And my uh, Uncle Robin in Jamaica, I should send this podcast to mm-hmm. him. He'd be like, yeah, I got a feature. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, because he was, he was an architect and then he went into developing houses himself, like becoming a real estate developer himself. So he, wow. I, I was actually like really Grew on that, that path. Right? Yeah, he was really involved and I was so lucky to work alongside him for a few years there. Um, and my first job was actually at a real estate agency. Really? Yeah. You've, you've actually never told me that. Really? No. <laughs> what job yeah. haven't I told you that I've had? Did I tell you I used to work as a newspaper boy? Yes. Yes. Car salesman. Car salesman, yes. yes. Don't hold that against me, please. Uh, I worked as a... Plumber? No, no, no. no. I did that with my uncle just for fun. Okay. I worked at a core center selling like charity raffles for some sort of foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, I worked at TNT on the loading docks, loading semi-trailers and just like a lot of manual lifting and laboring work. You've told me that. Mm -hmm. Um, I did work uh, in a role that was cla- uh, classified as business administration. It was like an entry-level position to do like trainee work. Mm-hmm. I lasted in that role four days and then I didn't oh, show up no. on the fifth day and I just never went, like I chose not to go on the fifth day. I just couldn't stand it. Like it was horrible, it was horrible work. Was that like your first like office job? <clears throat> yes. Right. Yeah, that was my first office job. I lasted four days <laughs> and I just didn't go back. <laughs> I was like, I can't come back in anymore. I'm done. Don't worry about paying me. I'm out. <laughs> and then after that? After that, I did... Was that straight into vision? No, no, I did security. Oh, that's right. You worked, were like a bouncer. I worked as the, a bouncer for a little bit. At the clubs. Yeah, been mm. around a few little things. Yeah. It's, I'm missing something in there, but that's that's the, mo- the, the main of them. Mm. I think I've told what you about painting? Stuff. Have you ever been in like a painter? Hate painting. My number, one, hate painting. my number one goal in life is to have enough money not to have to paint for myself. That's That's it. <laughs> 
That's that's how ambitious Danny is. Just enough money to well, hire a painter. You, you have done that. Well, no. Did yeah. You, no. Did you paint the Surrey Hill Studio? No, no you didn't. Yeah. yeah. You're doing it. There right. we go. We made it. I can yeah. pay a painter. <laughs> that is Job done. too funny. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the coronavirus stuff, it's actually made me think a lot more about our future, like our family. Yeah. Um, because it would seem that you know, this experience that we're going through and the economic depression that's going to follow is something that will happen probably not in our lifetime again, but it's it's something that I think about because I think it's going to happen again. Every every generation, I think, is going to go through this, like every mm. um, generation of people. So I think our, our children will see an economic depression like this, whether it's been caused by a virus-induced thing or, uh, you know, terrorism, whatever it might be. I definitely think that this is going to happen again. Probably not in our lifetime to this extent, but to our children. Yeah. And it's got me thinking, you know, it's going to be very, very important for us to start actually setting up um, our children in the future to actually be ready for this to happen again. Um, so moving forward, like one of the things I want to work on is to make, make sure that our family is actually, yes, financially secure now, but also for you know our next generation mm. and, and at least two generations looking forward because I feel and people may think I'm crazy for saying this but I actually think we're in a very fortunate situation where governments all around the world are actually supporting their people and helping as much as they can giving huge financial assistance. Mm. Now this is something that well, I don't not 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 in. In the in the big countries, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know about in the in the smaller countries, like you know, some African countries, Caribbean countries, mm-hmm. that probably don't have right. that economic um, strength before the virus to be able to now you mm. know support their people in that way. So, but definitely, I agree. Like in Australia, we're very lucky. Australia, New Zealand. Um, the US, oh my god, that's a mm. bit of a mess. But my point is, but, is that mm. like even in JFC, 2008, they like just over 10 years ago, they were able to support and bail mm-hmm. out banks and institutions and all that kind of stuff. Many people think like, oh, they should have been crushed, and maybe they should, but there's also fallout from that as well. So my goal for our family mm-hmm. moving, moving forward is to make sure that we don't need any assistance if that time happens again so right. that we can stand our own feet because I don't think if there's another economic depression like this again, particularly in the short term, and when I say short term, in the next 20 years, mm. it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. I want to make sure that, you know, we're ready for that, yeah. basically. And not not in a like a doomsday preppy sort of scenario, <laughs> just being very conscious about our investments moving forward. Um, one of the reasons why we're probably... Um, a little bit better situated than some people is that we have a diversified income in terms of that we have two different income streams from different jobs. Yeah, I know. You know, you, oh, hear, you hear stories about people that both couples work in an airline. Yeah. You know, or they're like, both business owners running a business right. that's had to shut down. Yeah, so that's mm. one of the things that's really important to me moving forward, getting much more practical about that because mm. what we're seeing is history. It just happens again. Like it, it happened yeah. in the Great Depression and yeah. lo and behold, 100 years later, mm. Um, and there's a great um, investor, his name's Ray Dialio, and he he says that these things actually... They're cyclic. He, he, yeah, cyclic. Every yeah. 75 to 100 years, you can expect one of these. Mm. So for, for me sitting here right now, I don't think I'll make the next one. You know, hopefully I do. <laughs> hopefully I do so I can guide some people through it and help people stay calm. 
but more likely I'm not going to be there. So we need to make sure that I want to make sure. I'm not sure how Jade feels about this. Jade can yeah. cut in. Mm-hmm. I want to have a blueprint for our family. Yeah. To survive well, this. Well, I think, I mean, I've definitely given it some thought as well. And I think, I guess your, um, which is all of the points that you've made are absolutely valid. And I agree 100%. Like, I, I definitely share that sentiment. But um, for me, you know, if, if and when we do have kids, one of the things I think... Uh, that they need to be really good at is being able to adapt like that's that's probably one of the key things because as you said you know these things do come every 75 to 100 years but we don't know if the next one is going to be because or they may come every 75 well i didn't say that red yellow i'm just okay (laughs) i'm quite i'm sharing knowledge that i've learned okay so this is not my knowledge unfortunately i wish i was that smart um and so if they do, but the point that you made is that it might not be another virus. It might be terrorism or it might be just an economic, like another Great Depression or whatever the case may be. Um, and so each of those scenarios is dealt with differently, although they may have the same long term impacts on mm. the economy. And so because they they initially when they hit, um, you know, they have different impacts, I think it's very important that you know, people are able to adapt really easily. So for me, because like, I almost would want to be tempted to say, well, you know, if we have a kid, well, they need to be really good at programming and, and, you know, being able to do data stuff. Mm -hmm. And you know what I mean? Because I think that's the way of the future or robotics or something like that. But there's also value in becoming a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse. Or a gamer. Have you seen how much gamers get paid these days? Gamer, whatever. Oh my goodness, they get get millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, they're talking about making the Olympics. Yeah. But, um... Um, what was I going to say? I've lost my Sorry, that's my fault. You're talking about career uh, career development and being adaptable. Which career to pick. Mm, Right. And so, what I was going to say is, while, like... I wouldn't want to, because you also don't want to limit your child from being who they want to be. So I would say, be whoever you want to be, but also make sure that you're good at more than one thing and make sure that you're able to adapt, A, into different environments in case you need to move countries or move cities or, you know, for work or whatever the case may be. Like, I think having that as a skill, being able to adapt, changing your environment and you know, not I'm not saying like a smooth transition fitting in immediately, but yeah, just being it's able so to important. have that skill. And I I think it's a a great idea that you can have kids that are adaptable. But how do you teach that? I know, if, like you and I mm. have are, are probably very adaptable people because of our backgrounds, right? Yeah. Do we want our children to have the same backgrounds? Like I went to five or six different primary schools, yeah. two high schools. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and because we move so much as well, you have to be adaptable. Right. You have to learn to exactly. mix and match and be learn how to make friends. Yeah. Like, you have to learn that stuff. Yeah. For you, you're coming from, from Jamaica to Australia, then, like, that's a huge dynamic difference, especially yeah. when you're talking about schooling years. Mm-hmm. So without those tremendous life events, which, to be honest, I don't want my children to have to experience that stuff, right. ideally. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that for them. Mm-hmm. How do you make someone adaptable? <laughs> Well, I I definitely think um, for me, you're right. Like my mom 
picking me and my sister up from Jamaica, moving to Australia and then taking me back to Jamaica. And then, you know, that back and forth movement definitely, I think, has given me that ability to adapt easily and quickly. Well, I shouldn't say easily because it's always hard uh, when you do it. But um, I think it would be nice. I know you're probably not going to like to hear this, no, but no. it would be nice to, you know, just live maybe in a different country Definitely. for a couple of years. Yeah, no, we've spoken about that. Or, or a different city, which yeah. we have spoken about. Yeah. But definitely, I think experiencing different cultures, people always say, oh, yeah, I want to travel. I want to make sure I, you know, take my kids and travel all over the world. And like, yeah, that's great. But traveling is very limited. It's for mm-hmm. two Short weeks, time. three weeks, whatever. Yeah. You yeah. Don't really How much can you really absorb? Yeah. They're not really adapting you know, adapting is finding new friends. Like, for me, well, that look, was like... <laughs> well, look, the thing is, right, seeing someone dying in the street and being, like, poor or poverty in different parts of the world is not necessarily experiencing that. You're just seeing it. It doesn't mean... it doesn't. I don't think it's going to necessarily make you an adaptable person because you've seen someone, Yeah. you know, like, sleeping in the gutter. Mm-hmm. Like, experience mm-hmm. and adaptability has to be... Your experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You have to be... Well, you know, I don't want our kids to be the person they got but that's that's experience. <laughs> yeah. If you get out of that situation, you've yeah. got that experience, you know what it feels like to be that person yeah. in the gutter. Otherwise, you don't know. Mm. I think just, you know, um, hard work, discipline is a huge one. You know, that's like top of my list. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, when we have kids like discipline, because it's, to me, it is the foundation of success. Mm. Having discipline is a foundation of sex success you can be really good i know (laughs) (laughs) cut start again (laughs) but um well i guess i don't know yeah excuse me (laughs) is this gonna change this podcast are we gonna get (laughs) no okay (laughs) um but yeah i think discipline is like you know one of the one of the cornerstones of of being successful and potentially being adaptable as well because you can carry discipline wherever you go. Totally. Mm. And the thing is, discipline, in my experience, and I can only share that, <laughs> um, it comes it, in different forms. Yeah, well, it? it's not magic. Discipline is just doing something. You know, like, there's, there's. I'll give you an mm. example of a book I've read, okay? It, I don't think it's just doing something, but... Well, okay, so if you want to, for example... Um, give up, I don't know, chocolate. Mm. Okay, people are like, oh, I just don't have the discipline to do it. Mm-hmm. The discipline is just don't do, don't do it. That's it. Just make that decision and don't get the chocolate. Yeah, that's it, that's creating not... discipline though. Those little things mm. are what creating discipline. If you let yourself continue to slide, like, oh, I've been, I haven't had chocolate for two days, I can have it. Mm. That's not discipline anymore. Mm-hmm. Like these are little ways that you can develop discipline, I feel. Mm. It's, discipline's a choice in my opinion, I guess is what I'm saying. It is a choice. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I guess where that gets hard with trying to instill it into kids, and this is hilarious because we're talking about kids a lot and we have no children. Yeah, sorry if you got but... <laughs> kids and thinking about these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it would be quite difficult to actually instill that in children because if children have a choice, if you give them a choice, they're probably going to choose the mm, easier, right. more friendly, more relaxing, fun uh, choice. So do you think you, know? you can create discipline from structure then? Correct. Right. I think uh, structure, I think taking away choices and options mm. is um, to, a, to a certain extent, because like I said, y- you want like, well, 
I would like our kids to be able to choose whatever it is, whoever they want to be. I want them to um, evolve into whoever that is. But at the same time, in the beginning, I think I'd like to have a, a little bit of control, yeah. you know? So if they say to me, oh, you know, yeah, I want to start ballet. I want to do ballet. I want to do ballet. I want to do ballet. And <laughs> then like, you know, you buy child. all of yeah. the shoes, you buy all of the <laughs> gear, you buy everything. And then six months, they're like, no, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. It's like, no, you told me you wanted to do this. You've made the commitment. You need to see it through, you know? Um, and that's something that mm-hmm. my mom did to me um, and probably my sister as well. Um, you know, if she was yeah. making an investment in something I agree with you. for you, you change my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So I think things like that, I guess it's all about balance, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Gotta have a bit of everything. <clears throat> now we've kind of gone away from <laughs> being a couple in a one bedroom apartment during a yeah, coronavirus lockdown. <laughs> well, but... obviously we've, we've, um, had a lot to to talk about as well while while we have been yeah. in lockdown hence hence our podcast well look i think it's also people's your depends on the on on your nature as well like for you and i we try and always try and find the, the positive and and find yeah. our way through it basically yeah. we're just you and i are both adaptable people so yeah. we both don't want to be miserable in this place so we try and we try and do it for each other like yeah. i know for me i try and not bring my negative energy home to you so that I don't mess up your day and your world as well because this mm. is our little bubble here. Mm-hmm. And even if I am upset, like we, I had a little hissy fit a couple of days ago where <laughs> I, I was very grumpy and just whatever and you accepted that. You just gave me the space. I told you I was feeling grumpy. I was just like, just leave me. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but again, it comes back to that communication part where if I didn't communicate that and was just being a grump, and Jade asked me if I want a coffee and I told her to, to, to F off or whatever, that would have kicked off a bigger fight because then Jade would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? Excuse me? And then you go from there. Then now you're having an argument over nothing. Yeah. And then you're like, how, how do I get in this? And yeah. you, you got in this because you're just not communicating. You weren't, yeah. you know? Like, so communication. So we said communication, patience. Maybe breaking the rules a bit. Well, I think... We're cheating coronavirus a little bit, you and I, because we like being because at home. Because we have that. Oh, that's true. <laughs> we like being at home. That is so true. You know, so. So for for everyone, mm. <laughs> Denny and I, before the virus, how often would we go out? Maybe like not even once a month. Well, hold on, hold on. When you say go out, we both go to work. Yeah, we both, we both you know, I'm talking about like outside of work so yeah. like social gatherings i think we maybe two to four times a month no way yeah. that's once a week we would that definitely you don't think we go once a week no 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 i'm not talking about like going to visit your parents as oh, okay. like a social thing i mean like going out to have dinner with each other or going to have dinner at a restaurant with we friends do, we or... do we do more takeaway right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually good that it's become a bit more acceptable we've bought a couple of roast lambs on a Sunday from like one of the local restaurants we bring it home it's actually really yeah. ideal for me and yeah. for you right yeah the only thing that we're disappointed about is that we do enjoy China Doll oh my god and they're not open and we can't imagine if we could do China Doll takeaway that China would be Doll ideal is my favourite restaurant ever I love it 
Danny took me there, and ever since then, anytime he wants anything, I'm like, you got to take me to Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, I just, I love the food. And it's just simple food. It's not mm-hmm. anything complicated, but yeah, I love Chinatown. But yeah, so we never used to go out that much anyway before the coronavirus. So we are definitely homebodies, and we love not not that we love it, but we really no. enjoy just being at home, enjoying each other's company. Well, look, I think I think for us that's definitely a huge aspect, but it's kind of given given us a, a better cover of why we can't go out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> feel guilty. <laughs> like I literally, there's times when we don't go out, and I feel like a little bit guilty, but it's just not who we are. We do work quite hard. We do work long days, long hours. Yeah. And so when we get that time at home, particularly when things are normal, mm. and we're only getting really a Sunday at home together. Yeah. And we half really a Saturday. Yeah. So I, this has been very, um, what's the word? Luxurious, really. Sorry if we've cancelled on anyone before in the past. <laughs> now you know why. They wouldn't know why. Would <laughs> I was actually sick, okay? If I've told you that. Um, <laughs> with my excuses, though, for not going to places, um, definitely over the last few, few years, I, I tend to own it a lot more now. Yeah. So, like, if I don't want to go somewhere, I'll actually just tell the person now and say, look, I. I don't want to go. Yeah, I have no. I've gotten much better at saying no and just being okay with mm, that. As a I person, I think you're like, a lot better at that than I am. Yeah, People I always feel like, no. really guilty. I'm like, no. If I've made plans with someone, I need to like. If you make plans, it's different. I'm saying when they're trying to make plans, like if someone oh, invites me to the house to watch the footy, okay. gotcha. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. I. It's you know what's hard about watching footy with other people is that you enjoy it as well. So I feel like if I go watch football, <laughs> like I'm missing out J time as well, and that's the thing, like. In, in our normal existence, the time that I get with you like that is actually quite important to me. Mm. So I'd always choose you over that time. Whereas now, um, that we have had so much time together, if I had the opportunity to go watch the <laughs> video, I probably would go, like, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, probably will, I probably I'm not sure what I'm going to be like in a different social setting. You mean like when everything gets back yeah, to normal? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think much Are you worried about that? <laughs> For, really? Yeah. Well, there's definitely going to be more people around. There will be more people around, and I think um, that the virus will change how we socialize. I don't think clubs will really be much of a thing anymore. I think you'll have more, like, lounges, like, you know, more probably like Hubert style, you know, where it's like a lounge and a Mm. bar. I think those will be more of the thing, because clubs, like, dancing on top of people, like, that's not going to be a thing that I think the government will, will support. Um, so I think that will definitely change, but in terms of you and I going out, I don't think that's going to change much at all. I think we will still be homebodies. <laughs> we will we'll be hanging for the next season of Grand Design, selling houses, Australia, <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. 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 All right. So, well, guys, uh, we hope that you really enjoy listening to listening all of the to episodes. our bullshit yeah <laughs> but all of the episodes that we've got coming up are going to be we've got some really interesting people that are going to be sharing their stories um and mm-hmm. we really hope that you know everyone can just take just something really small or something really big away from each podcast and what we want to share with those people that will our friends and family that will be on that thing it's people that are have no agenda they're just very passionate about what they what they do yeah 
and I feel and Jade feels that they've got something to offer and to, to share to the world. You know, whether it's um, learning about you know business and development, or if it's learning about like we said HR, if it's learning about a different industry like the arts industry and how that's been property impacted, markets. property markets. Um, you know, the tech industry and yeah. how that's evolving. Yeah, we've got some some really cool, I think, people to provide some insights and. Um, got a journalist, sports journalist coming on. Sports journalist, very well known sports journalist. Yeah, and Ish. it's just it's just also about a conversation, yeah. and you know, just having a bit of a listen. And to be honest, if if like I'm enjoying this aspect with Jade and I because we do get to talk. Um, you know, I don't like referring to the past too much, but I know in the past as a as a as a partner, I don't think I've been the best communicator and thank you for sharing that Jade and in, encouraging me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like it's super important to talk. So um, regardless of this, whether anyone listens or not, um, I enjoy the fact that I, I learned some things about JD today, particularly, you know, and we got to, <laughs> and we got to reaffirm some stuff that we know about each other as well. Yes. How we want our children to be raised, what we want to look for the future. Yeah. And that makes me feel more confident about us as well. So hopefully as we move forward, we just get tighter and tighter together. Yeah. All right, signing off. Out. See you guys. Later. Stay sharp.